0: The WBEN All local. All local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
1: I'm Susan Rose. Here's what's happening right now. The current gas tax break in Erie County is set to expire late next week, March 1st is there any attempt being made for another extension? WBEN's Brayton Wilson is looking into that.
2: Since a vote more than two months ago to extend the current gas tax holiday in Erie County failed to pass by a 6-5 to vote amongst lawmakers. County Legislator Chris Green has been in discussions with his fellow members of the Minority Caucus trying to find ways to extend the holiday immediately beyond March 1st. However, he anticipates if there was another vote now it would still be turned down by a similar vote. If there is a silver lining to this though, Green believes the rationale behind most of the Democrats cutting off the gas tax holiday extension was concerns with the 2024 budget. I happen to believe when you look at the last couple of years surpluses of closer to a hundred million dollar surplus that we do have the money in the budget to provide that relief to the taxpayers of Erie County. So once we roll around to April I expect to see you know another healthy surplus and if that's the case then there will be no justification for not extending it into the summer. Fellow legislator Gene vinyl also feels it would be wise to use that money to allow for another extension of the gas tax break. She strongly believes the county should not be taxing any necessities and believes gas is a necessity in western New York for people to travel for work and other important matters. So what's her message for constituents as lawmakers await word on the future of the county gas tax holiday? It's a simple message of making sure your voice is heard with local lawmakers. It
1: shouldn't be at the last minute. It should be all the time. On so many issues, I've had people reach out to me on things and really had me look at something that I didn't consider before for. When someone's elected to something, their knowledge might be a lot, but it's limited to their own life experience and their occupation and everything else. So if someone brings up something, it makes a difference. So instead of being frustrated, people should have sincere discussions with their electeds on it and say, this is important to me. More from
2: county lawmakers on the current status of the gas tax holiday is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News.
1: Thanks, Brayton. A number of people saw a flash or fireball in the sky over western New York last night around 645. It was a meteor. It ignited but never hit the ground. Sightings came in from Grand Island to East Aurora. It was widely seen over much of Pennsylvania and down toward Washington, D.C. as well. It only lasted a second or two if you were able to catch it. A fire on Gibson Street near Memorial Drive in East Buffalo yesterday afternoon. It started on the first floor and spread throughout. Damage estimated at $280,000. Emergency demolition of the structure was ordered. The Red Cross is assisting seven people. Another warning from the State Department to American citizens thinking of traveling to Russia.
3: After Alexei Navalny's death in prison and a growing number of Americans detained, the State Department's making it clear. No American citizen should consider traveling to Russia for any reason, period.
0: State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller saying Russia has not been cooperative with contacting the latest dual-citizen American-Russian woman held there for treason. Relatives say she traveled to Russia to visit her aging grandmother. Andy Field,
3: ABC News, Washington.
1: Niagara Falls is expected to be a big destination for eclipse watchers after getting top billing from a national publication. WBEN's Zach Penke was checking out some of the venues yesterday.
3: Niagara Falls is now preparing for roughly 1 million people to pour into the city on April 8th after National Geographic declared it the top viewing destination for the solar eclipse. We spoke with Niagara Falls state spokeswoman Angela Birdie who explained that the park is well equipped and is prepared to deal with the large influx of people planning to attend.
1: You know, we're hoping that it's a beautiful sunny day, um, certainly that will increase the numbers. When National Geographic says you know, you want to see this at Niagara Falls, it's going to raise the stakes. right? So, We're anticipating 4th of July type crowds here at Niagara Falls. Which which we do well. You know, our crew here is really good at managing crowds and so really no matter what number of people we get, we're really confident that it'll be a safe and memorable event for everybody.
3: The Goat Island and Prospect Point parking lots will be the two main parking zones for anyone wishing to attend. However, Bertie explained that anyone wishing to come should plan to arrive early and be prepared for the weather. I think the main message is if you're
1: planning to come up here for this, come early plan ahead, bring stuff for all sorts of weather. Um, we don't know what the weather will hold. Bring some food, bring some snacks, and bring patience and bring uh, you know your excitement for celestial events.
3: More from Birdie on the Niagara Falls Solar Eclipse is available for you online. Zach Pencu, WBEN.com News.
1: Thanks, Zach. Nice to have you here on WBEN. Uh, also asking you on our web poll today, are you planning to attend an organized solar eclipse viewing event? Yes or no? Right now, 86 percent, the biggest block of voters, have checked no. You can weigh in on the right side of our page this morning. Food prices still taking a big chunk out of household budgets. The Wall Street Journal reports Americans have not spent this much on food in 30 years. Experts blame several factors, including higher labor costs and record low cattle numbers, driving up the cost of beef and steak. But there is some good news. While
2: prices are rising for food, Uh, They're rising at a much slower rate than they were a year ago or two years ago. And I I would expect that to continue.
1: That's Mark Zandi, the chief economist at Moody's Analytics. A lot of Toyota and Lexus drivers Could be heading to the dealership. About 280,000 Toyota SUVs and pickups and Lexus SUVs are being recalled due to a transmission problem, which could cause the vehicles to move while in neutral. The company says certain parts of the automatic transmission may not properly disengage. That could cause the vehicles to creep forward and increases the risk of a crash. That's Daria Albinger reporting. Well, some unwanted guests have been checking into a few Sin City resorts lately lately. In Vegas, and if you don't play your cards right, they could be coming home with you.
2: There's a lot of stuff you should worry about catching when you go to Vegas, but until recently, bedbugs weren't one of them. The Southern Nevada Health District says there's a huge outbreak at a bunch of big resorts, including the Venetian, the Mirage, and Encore, which have been using bedbug snipping dogs to keep it from becoming an infestation. Bedbugs like to hitch a ride on luggage, proving what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay there. Chris Mavridis, CBS News.
1: That's kind of gross, the thought of that and then bringing them home with you. Uh, Sabres back in the win column last night in Montreal, defeating the Canadians 3-2. to It was a great night in goal for UPL, who made 29 saves. He got help from his offense as Jeff Skinner continued his recent domination of the Habs.
0: Across the line, Cousins far circle shot, rebound, Skinner scores! Jeff Skinner feasting in Montreal again, and he's tied the game at two.
2: Sabres get a power play goal here in the second period.
1: Sabres took over the game in the second, scoring three goals. Alex Tuck had the game winner. It was a shorthanded goal. Up next, Sabres head to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. Puck drop for that game is 7 o'clock. Friday night, tomorrow night.
2: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly cloudy skies with rain showers arriving. Temperatures will be in the upper 40s today. Tonight, rain showers will wind down. Overnight lows in the mid-30s on Friday. Mostly cloudy skies. Highs near 40 degrees early in the day, but temperatures will drop in the afternoon. Saturday, highs in the low 20s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron
1: Republican Strategist Carl Calabrese joining me on the WBEN, Trocare College Live Line. Gary Dixon, West Seneca Town Supervisor, is the Republican choice for the special election in NY26. You know, Carl, it seemed like no one saw this coming. What grade do you give the pick?
0: Oh, it's, a, it's an A. <laughs> He's an A-list candidate. He's been on the Republican A-list of potential candidates for many other seats, including most recently, uh, county executive. Um, He's chosen not to to take that path. But uh, this is real kudos for uh, uh, Chairman Mike Crocker in convincing uh, Gary Dixon to to make this run. And so he's a very, very good candidate who has got governmental skills uh, and political skills. He he is the first Republican supervisor in Hamburg in 50 years. And not only that, but he has managed to bring the entire board into the republican column it was a democrat town board now it's a republican controlled town board so uh he knows his politics he knows his government and it's an a-list candidate
1: yeah um i heard you say hamburg but west seneca he's from west seneca seems like you know it seems like this is not one of those take one for the team rookie picks right
0: exactly right uh this is a serious candidate And uh, he he knows, as I say, he knows how to run an election. He he wins in a town that's got five thousand more Democrats than Republicans, Uh, and he's, you know, he's got an advantage and a disadvantage in the first phase of this process, and that being the special election in April. Um, The advantage is it's a special election, and turnouts are usually very low, and that allows for upsets. The disadvantage is there's not a lot of time between now and then to raise. Money. Um, And Senator Kennedy has always been known as a money raising machine. He's got, I believe, he's got over a million dollars in his uh, accounts. Um, That shows, even though he can't use that for his congressional race, it shows he knows how to raise money. And he's been actively doing it since the day Brian Higgins announced that he wasn't going to seek re election. Um, So it doesn't allow, not a lot of time for Dixon to to raise uh, the necessary money for this first preliminary bout. But obviously, between now and November, uh, that gives them a lot more time. I would think uh, Chairman Crocker is going to go to the Republican National Committee and say, look, I got an A-list candidate here. Give us some seed money. I know it's a tough district, but give us some seed money and let us put it to work. And then we'll do some polling. And if the needle has moved, then we know we've got a serious chance at this seat. So that's probably what they're going to try to do to get some money up front. Uh, to see if they can move the needle in this district.
1: Okay, I was going to ask about uh, national attention on it. Uh, what issues would be favorable to Dixon over Kennedy in this race?
0: Oh, th- that's a great question, Susan, because this, this week, the latest Siena poll of New York State residents came out, and I went through it in depth yesterday. And although it's not a poll of NY26, it's a, they break down the regions, New York City, the suburbs of New York City, and then upstate. Now that's a big region or a big area, and so it may not completely apply, but it gives me some clues um, that once the polling is done in NY26, uh, the same issues might jump out. and And here are the issues that jumped out at me. First of all, Joe Biden is very unpopular in upstate New York. He, his favorable unfavorable rating he's he's underwater by eleven points in his favorable unfavorable. And then the other question that jumped out at me was the question if the race for your congressional district were held today. Would you be more likely to vote for a Republican or a Democrat? Uh, Republicans 42, Democrats 40. Uh, and then the three issues that New Yorkers identified as their number, their most important issues, their top priority issues were the cost of living, the inflow of migrants, and crime. Now, <laughs> if, if I'm putting together the Dixon campaign, uh, I'm going to zero in on those, and I'm going to say, okay, let's look at the Kennedy record in Albany on the cost of living. We know that this state is a very, very high cost of living state, taxes, regulations, prices. Uh, what role did he have as a as a senator in driving that dynamic? Two, migrants. What role did he have as a senator in encouraging New York to be uh, a sanctuary state and city? Uh, and what else has, have, has happened in Albany that has encouraged this inflow? Uh, and third, crime, and obviously the one that jumps out on me there is the no bail situation. So there are three major issues here that that New York voters identify as key key issues in their in their decision making. That I think uh, right now the the public mood is much more towards the Republican side of these issues than the Democrat side. So there's certainly some fertile ground there for the Republican candidate to to. To cultivate.
1: All right, Nate McMurray has expressed interest in this congressional seat. What would his entrance in this race do? Now he can't run in the special, but he could challenge a candidate after that.
0: Well, sure, and you know that's kind of the X factor here. What does he do, um, in, in, you know, post special election? Does he run as? Does he get another party line? Does he create a party line? Um, you know, that if he ends up on on the ballot for a third party, that certainly would complicate the Kennedy uh, you know, equation here in terms of how you get elected. Uh, but that remains to be seen what he's going to do. But anytime time you get a third party candidate in the mix, um, somebody who is as aggressive as Nate McMurray, uh, that changes a lot and may very well have an impact on how the Kennedy campaign runs in November.
1: You've mentioned this before to me, and I'm speaking with Carl Calabrese, Republican strategist. It's not a deep bench, especially for Republicans. How difficult is it to attract people to run for public office today?
0: Well, it, it's in general, it's it's difficult because of just the the times we live in and the style of politics that those times have generated. It's it's very negative. It's you know people describe it as toxic. Uh, if you get involved in this business now. Uh, when I was involved in elected politics, it was just before the internet and social media uh, you know those those things have radically changed the way people campaign and uh, the temperature of the water uh, for a politician so it's difficult to attract people just because of that toxic nature of our of, of our politics today. Uh, and it's even more difficult when you're looking at a district like NY26, where you've got 257,000 registered Democrats versus 113,000 registered Republicans. Um, you've got almost as many independents in the district as Republicans. There's 110,000 independent voters. So um, it makes it difficult. And that's why when we started off, I said kudos to Chairman Mike Crocker for being able to a not only find a candidate to run in this district, but B finding somebody of the the quality and caliber of, of the supervisor, Supervisor Dixon.
1: Yeah, uh, the independents though it really sounds like they're going to be a big factor in this race.
0: Yeah, they're a big number. As I said, there's almost as many of them as there are Republicans. There's also eighteen thousand conservatives now. If you're Gary Dixon, um, you know that that's a that's a that's a an area where you're going to want to mine those votes because those are probably very leaning Republican. Uh, so, you, you know, it's, it's a, it's a heavy lift, but obviously Gary Dixon, he knows his politics. He's his wife is chairman, uh, chairperson of the West Seneca Republican party. Uh, so he, I, he's got a good feel for politics. He's got a good feel for how do you get to 50% plus one? If you're running for office, uh, he's done it in a Democrat town. Uh, He's done it twice, his election, his re-election, and bringing along town board members. And so I'm sure he's planning to bring some of the same techniques and skills that he's used in West Seneca to to get to 50% plus one uh, to the table for New York 26.
1: Carl, great to talk with you this morning. Thank you.
0: Same here, Susan. Thank you.
1: All right. Carl Calabrese, Republican strategist on WBEN.
0: That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.